You're listening to Sandwich Talk with me, Jonathan Stark, and our guests today are India and Alice. Hi. Hello. Sandwich Talk. Okay, so now onto the first order of business. Since this is sort of the Burns Night special Mm -hmm. episode, it's a bit late, we're going to be trying haggis sandwiches. And I've had haggis before. These guys have... You guys have never had haggis, have you? Never in my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the haggis the haggis sandwiches are hot and fresh so we're gonna go and go bite into them right away you ready yeah, yeah. Mm. so good mm. so for you listeners the ingredients in this one it's a bun with veggie ha- with m&s veggie haggis as the main filling, cheese, and some fresh tomatoes that we've sliced up. Uh, and I, I was skeptical that, about the combination, but I think no, it really works. No, this is amazing. It's, it's, so it's almost like a haggis burger, because you've essentially mm. got everything you put in a burger. You've got the cheddar cheese, you've got the tomato, yeah. you've got the delicious soft bun, and then yeah. you've got this haggis, which is... What are the seeds on this bun? Uh, sesame. This is a sesame yeah. seed bun. It's lovely. I should have known that, because I was the one who bought it. But I, the <laughs> haggis actually goes so... Beautifully with the other I think ingredients. This nice I think this could have done with more haggis. I think so too. See, I think you laughed at me when I put tons of haggis in mine, but I mm. think it really works. Mm-hmm. You, I can't stand a sandwich where the filling to bread ratio is out. It's you've got to have plenty of filling in a sandwich. I so agree. that's the main it's event. It's so easy to have too much bread mm. and then just feel like you're only eating bread. So okay. let's talk about the haggis itself. What do you guys think? Love it. You love it. I yeah. think it's delicious. The spices are so. It's got a kind of warmth to it. Yeah, it's very homely, very much a comfort food. I can Mm. see myself eating this Mm. in times of dire need. Now, Mm. can you see yourself eating a non-vegetarian haggis in times of dire need? Well, this is my my issue. I find the whole offal situation a bit unappealing, which is quite Mm. hypocritical of me because I always say people should be fine with where their food comes from, etc., etc. But I've always... I've never liked the look of a normal haggis. So when you said we were having vegetarian, I was quite relieved. Um, but now well, I've loved the vegetarian. With English people, with English people, you have to kind of wean yourself <laughs> on. Start with veggie haggis and then work your way up. Yeah, I think so. I think that I would advise that to any haggis virgins yeah. out there. Try I'm, the vegetarian. But I would be inclined to disagree somewhat, just because I, I am a vegetarian and yeah. I think mm-hmm. I'd be more likely to eat something like haggis than something like chicken breast from the supermarket and why is that because it uses like most parts of the animal i think that's just so much yeah. more ethical and mm. i wouldn't feel like i'm wasting the meat it's sort of harkening back to a different kind of culture isn't exactly it? and it's a different mm. approach to eating meat. did any of you yeah. guys watch um the show eden on channel four mm-hmm. no. it was a sort of survival it, it yeah. was a sort of survival show um and there was one episode where they they were running out of food and they made when one of the things they made was a big, fat, steaming hot haggis, mm. and everyone loved it. And I think it really showed in that moment the kind of the idea behind the haggis, which is being able to use everything, mm. maybe add in a few spices to make it more palatable. But it's it's of course that's what sausages are, aren't they? Yeah. And, I, and a haggis is it's padded out with a lot of oats well, and that. Kind I, of I think a haggis well. is a sausage. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, it's very much kind of a frugal food, mm. which is, I think, what makes it such a homely, comforting food. Because, you know, you're not going to eat lobster or steak as a comfort food. You're going to eat something that's 
homemade. I think steak. Steak could yeah. sometimes be considered a comfort food. Yeah, I mean, it depends how often you're used so. to eating, yeah. though, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I, um, when I leave Scotland for a long time, usually the first thing I have when I come back mm. is either fish and chips or haggis mm. because mm. It's, they're, they're delicious. Mm. And they're warm as well, and for this time of year, especially in winter. Yeah. It's really mm. so nice. Burns night falls at a very useful time of year in terms <laughs> of like, wanting to eat the haggis. Mm. I'm really ashamed I've never tried it before because I always thought, I assumed I wouldn't like it. Because it's, it's almost like a savoury porridge full of meat, but actually it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> savoury porridge full of meat. How interesting. Okay, guys. So um, we're going to go on to the news section, which is fast becoming an avocado interest section. Uh, <laughs> but first I'd like to ask for your final thoughts on the haggis sandwiches. What do you think of it? An absolute triumph. They were delicious. <laughs> I really liked it. My magnum opus. Yeah, well, I don't know. They speak too soon. <laughs> Could make bigger haggis sandwiches in future. Mm-hmm. All right, so the news that I wanted to, um, that I wanted to bring onto the show this week was relating to, well, it's actually slightly political. It's relating to the possibility of a tax on imports from Mexico to the US, which would really, really change avocado eating culture in America because like the US has a lot of like it's it's a really recent thing I think mm-hmm. that avocados have become super popular um, as we'll see in your news story so the most common picture on Instagram the most common hashtag on a picture is avocado no it actually is surely not no, not even like no filter no no, no hashtag avocado is the most common hashtag I have wow mm. so yeah I I'm not sure about how the world of avocado eating will change uh, if there is a heavy tax on imports from Mexico. Uh, a lot of the, li- well, no, some of the listeners to this show are American, so I thought it would be mm-hmm. a good thing to mention, a good news story to mention. I mean, this is actually going to be really detrimental to the health of vegans in America because um, an avocado, actually, it's, it's one of the only foods which if you only ate avocado for the rest of your life, it would sustain you and give you all the nutrients you need. Is that Seriously, really true? that's 100% that's true. That's really true. I'm a huge avocado fan myself. Um, but I think actually for communities of people who rely heavily on avocado as a relatively cheap protein uh, sort of yeah. nu- nutrient, yeah. it gives you healthy fats, carbs. It's it's an excellent, excellent superfood. There, um, that could be really detrimental. There is another angle of this, um, which I've talked about on the show before, uh, but I don't know if you guys heard it which is that the the massive popularity of avocados in the States is quite detrimental to the environment of Mexico because it's so profitable to farm avocados that local Mexican farmers are not only removing all the other useful crops from their fields, which causes a deficit of useful food, um, but also unlawfully cutting down forests in order to make space for avocados. And maybe this would change the face of uh, Mexican avocado cartels. I don't know. Um, it's a thing, no. I believe. Sorry. I mean, this is a serious problem across the world. I mean, there's loads of superfoods yeah. sort of emerging that are becoming yeah. popular and fashionable. Quinoa, for example. Yeah. And because they're so popular in sort of very well-off countries, yeah, it's sort well-developed of, you have, countries, rather than having stable 
fixed foods that people eat, there's kind of a huge burst in mm. quinoa and a huge burst in avocados. Mm. Which uh, are all being exported to other countries. Yes. Um, I don't know where most avocados in Europe come from, um, because I spoke to Andy about the whole Mexican avocado environmental situation, mm. and he responded that in Australia, they only eat Australian avocados, okay. because you can grow avocados yeah. in Australia. Avocados are and, huge in Australia. And I know yeah. it's possible. Big thing. Yeah. I know it's possible to eat av- to grow avocados in the mm. UK, but I don't think anyone does it. So I don't know where our avocados actually come from. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a very interesting question. I would guess South, South America, America mainly, yeah. mm. I think, um, mostly. Yeah. yeah. But I think food miles are an enormous consideration because I think it's quite funny that people who are so into eating ethically, particularly people who choose yeah. to eliminate meat from their diets and other animal products, mm don't actually necessarily, and I'm not criticising their veganism, but I think yeah. it's, it's interesting that they don't necessarily think about how far their food is coming and how that might be affecting farmers in developing countries. That's a very good point. Mm. Now, on to the other news story, which is also avocado-related. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had avocado-related news stories for like three episodes in a row now or something. Um, Alice, what's the story? Well, the story is in Amsterdam, um, a new all-avocado restaurant has just been opened. And this story, I think, is quite sandwich-related. Yeah. So, so all-avocado restaurant, is this only avocados? Is, is it every recipe contains avocados or every ingredient is part of an avocado? Because I feel like that would be, although it would sustain you supposedly for all of your life. It would, yeah. You could equally just go and buy an avocado, mm. but... <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, each recipe contains avocado. Okay. And these include sandwiches, right? These include sandwiches, some of which are replace the bread with avocado. Um, mm. So you've got a, a slice of avocado, another slice of avocado, and then a filling, a filling in, between, in between, which may or may not be avocado. Precisely. <laughs> I'd like to quiz you, you two on mm. this. Does this constitute a sandwich if you completely replace the bread with something else? No. This is a really tricky one, isn't Because it? on the Thanksgiving episode, we talked about the heart attack sandwich. Which replaces the bread um, with two course, slices yeah. of breaded chicken, not slices, two pieces of breaded chicken. Mm-hmm. And I was, I took the side, I, I don't necessarily have a strong opinion on this, but I took the side of arguing against it on account of the fact that it's not, there's not bread there. It's just mm-hmm. a stack of food. Um, so what do you think? It's more of a metaphorical sandwich. It's presented as a sandwich, sandwich, right? I think it's difficult because if you said avocado sandwich, you would mean a piece of avocado between two slices of bread. That's very true. And if I said I'm having a tomato sandwich, you would you'd never in a million years assume that I was like shoving it between two pieces of avocado. You know, so I I actually or two pieces of tomato. Whether or not you, I know, but I mean, kind of on the in the restaurant, one of the things they do is kind of. Okay. Tomato between avocado, so you wouldn't ne- you would never kind of assume I was having avocado as the bread yeah. in that context. So I I think that you can call it a sandwich with avocado instead of bread, but you have to qualify it. You can't what just about, call it a sandwich. What about calling it an avwich or something? That would work. I would be yeah. totally on board with that. I love yeah. sort of jocular coinages of words. Yeah. You know, jocular. Nice. What a great word. <laughs> it's a great word, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, Okay, so that, that I think, is all we have on the avocado section. Oh, sorry, news section for this time. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to our next topic, which is, I think... Oh, it's a, it's a linguistics one. 
So this section is a linguistic section about the naming of sandwiches. So the question that we've been posed is, is a sandwich a sandwich if when it was made, the word sandwich had yeah. not yet been coined? Yeah, so this so is... So can we retrospectively call something shoved between two slices of bread a sandwich? Yeah. because um, I've read a bit about the history of sandwiches and sandwiches, like the structure of the food, has been around for a lot longer than it was called a sandwich. Mm. So back in, say, the 1400s or something, when someone put a piece of meat between two slices of bread, we would call that a sandwich. And we would probably be correct in calling that a sandwich. Mm. But does that mean that back then it was a sandwich? Or is it now a sandwich because we called it a sandwich? That's interesting. Uh, this reminds me slightly of the birth of new music styles. Because now that's an interesting. If term. someone starts playing some, you know, because there will have been a time when someone first played jazz or first decided to call something jazz when yeah. they've been playing, you know, editing similar music styles before, and this sort of reminds me of that. It's kind of people were probably experimenting, putting some meat on a piece of bread, then putting some meat between two pieces of bread. Yeah. And I suppose there's also so, the social issue, isn't there, that it's named after the Earl of Sandwich, so an important person decided to do this. It was once the sandwich was elevated yeah, to the gentry, yeah, yeah. it got its own name. I, I, I don't think it was even the Earl of Sandwich who invented the sandwich. I think it was no. one of his staff. Probably. Um, and, and he took the credit. Yeah. Because I think the original sandwich... Um, <laughs> I think the original sandwich, or the original idea of the sandwich, before the Earl of Sandwich, was more an idea of either putting something on bread to eat it more easily, mm -hmm. or if you take a flatbread or something, grab something with the bread. Mm -hmm. So you're you're holding the filling in the bread, and that some people wouldn't call that a sandwich. Do you think um, that just comes with the evolution of the actual sandwich itself. Yeah. And so as the sandwich evolved, the language evolved around the sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's interesting because so something has to exist for a while in order for us to think, oh hey, we need a word for that. Exactly. True. Technology today. It, it's it's absolutely. I yeah, suppose exactly. I suppose it's sort of like, were dinosaurs dinosaurs before we called them dinosaurs, you know? Yeah. Like six, 65 million years ago, Tyrannosaurus Rex was roaming around the world. Well, not around the world because they can walk that far, but they were roaming in many areas around the mm. world. Um, and like at that time, what, is it correct that that was a dinosaur? Is, or is it now correct that that was a dinosaur because we have the name dinosaur? I don't know. But, but I, I don't know. If the difficulty is dinosaurs don't exist now, so we can only call dinosaurs dinosaurs retrospectively. Sure, but like if we say a sandwich that was made in the year fourteen hundred, that doesn't exist now either. No, I would argue that's still a sandwich. I think that's still a sandwich. Yeah, but was it a sandwich back then? Was it a sandwich? People just didn't know they were making a sandwich. Like similarly, if people come up with a new word for sandwich, like, um, like I don't know, bread. Which something witch. I don't know. Then, then in kind of two hundred <laughs> years, will they look at me a picture of me eating a sandwich and go, "She's eating a bread witch." Yeah, and and we would say, and we would that's say not no, true. That's that's false. That's a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of an interesting question. Mm. Um, it it also ties into the history and the future of the sandwich. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where you guys see sandwiches going in the future. Personally, I'm very excited for the the revolution of the bread witch. Uh, <laughs> and the avwitch. Avwitch, yes, avwitches. I think sandwiches are such a staple in our diet that they can, you know, get jazzed up as much as yeah, you want to, but there, there's always going to be a sandwich That's true, there. because I think a sandwich, it's, it's not necessary, but it's very likely in any civilization or group of people that has bread, 
that they will also have sandwiches. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you have bread, you don't just eat it on, on its own, you have it with a filling. But there is this whole trend of gluten-freeness now, and gluten-free bread, I can attest, is disgusting. Yeah. So I wonder whether actually the sandwiches is diminishing in popularity. I don't know. I'm I don't not have sure. The Maybe I can do that with stuff for another episode. But that's quite dangerous. Yeah, I'd be worried That'd about be that. Yeah, I mean, if sandwiches diminish in popularity, then where are my millions of listeners going to go? Um, well, I mean, presumably you are what will be keeping alive the sandwich <laughs> tradition. Jonathan, Don't flatter the, me. The yeah. responsibility falls upon your shoulders, you know. Uh-huh, sure, sure. <laughs> All right, so now for the first time in a while, we have a, um, a listener's question that we can talk about. Mm-hmm. And you want to hear the question? Yes. Okay. Do you think cling film or tinfoil is best for storing sandwiches? Oh, now that... That is a topic that every sandwich user has at some point had to tackle. Mm, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to... Which of you wants to voice your opinion first? Because I, I understand that you guys have very strong opinions on this. <laughs> I'm quite, quite passionate about this because, like everyone, you know, you go to the club and you're faced with the challenge, what do I store my sandwiches? You say you're going to the club? Cupboards. Cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> you take sandwiches that you've got to keep. You yeah. Do. You can't yeah. never have Keep your nutrition levels yeah, up. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue that cling, uh, tinfoil is the optimum. So tinfoil. Tinfoil. Exactly. Very well known for sealing and heat. Yeah, exactly. So you can, tin, tinfoil you can use for hot sandwiches, cold sandwiches. Wait, keep... is tinfoil? Yeah, tinfoil is good at sealing and it heat. It is, Because yeah. it reflects. Yeah, yeah it depends exactly. which way around you have it. If you have shiny True, true. Um, you really know your tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about this. No, and, um, you know, tinfoil, it doesn't, you, cling film, when you wrap it up, and it gets stuck together. You can't unstick it together, and then that leads to wasted cling film, which you have to throw away and start again. Oh, so for example, if you were quite peckish at one point, you ate half your sandwich. You could you re-wrap, re-wrap it, wrap it up far again. more easily than in cling film. Exactly. Okay, I understand. There's the downside in that tin foil is a bit louder. So you know, if you're trying to have a sneaky, sneaky sandwich in a lecture, yeah, or in you the... can't really get away with that. I mean, we don't. None of us bring food illegally into the cinema, do we? But no. if you were. That then kind of person. That's the thing. They're cling film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's cleaner and you can reuse it. So I think... I yeah, reusing is a big point, yeah. actually. If you're quite frugal or environmentally conscious, foil is an excellent choice because you can wipe it clean, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So, India. I have quite an interesting, well, quite a unique perspective on this because when I was at school, my mum used to wrap my sandwiches first in cling film and then in foil because she whoa. felt that I know I know she felt whoa, that the foil whoa. was structurally stronger, but that the cling film would stop think, it getting soggy. You know, I have to say, I think if you want something structurally strong, then you're going to want a lunchbox. Do you know? I'm about want... to say I now always store my sandwiches in Tupperware. Yeah, because I've had too way. many squashed sandwich at the bottom of the school bag problems. <laughs> yeah. So I think the question should perhaps be: Is Tupperware necessary to store sandwiches? And my no, my opinion is. Yes, if you're having it in your bag for any length of time, I've, I take a packed lunch to school it, every day for seven years, and I would say it depends, depends where it depends where in your bag you put it. Just put it in, and you know, stuff yeah. happens. With I suppose about, with Tupperware, you, know. you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. I certainly don't think tin foil is structurally sound. I think that you know it's it's more structure it's more stru- it's mm. got more structure than a cling film mm. wrapping because it's it's metal, you know. Yeah, well, maybe. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I'm waiting for cling foil to become a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you had like tin foil, 
that kept in heat, but it was also sticky, and you could wrap it around things really Perhaps easily. what we need is um, special, specially designed foil pouches of the correct size for a singular sandwich. You with, mean like with, sandwich bags with, but made of no, foil? No, but with a sticky edge so that you can unpeel it and kind of stick it on with a sort of double-sided sticky tape arrangement. Mm -hmm. But then there will be the, the worry that when you put it in, you get some adhesive on the sandwich. No, but you've got to overlap. It's like wrapping a present. Do you worry about oh, getting filigone on yeah. the present itself? I, I think in this discussion we have to mention sandwich bags. Because mm. mm -hmm. I think sandwich bags are so-so, to be honest. I think even they're though the they're made thing to store a sandwich Even though they're made specifically for sandwiches, they're not that great. I think it depends what you want to... Cookies, etc. Or why you want to store your sandwich. Mm. If you're storing yeah. your sandwich overnight in the fridge, oh, yeah. oh, that keeps oh, yes. it airtight. Mm. And correct. that keeps it fresh. Whereas if yeah. you just want to transport mm. it around in your bag, it doesn't exactly protect Do you? Sandwich. Do either of you guys know which of cling film or tinfoil is better for that? Um, for keeping things fresh? I would always use tinfoil. Tinfoil, I would say. Tinfoil? For freshness, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a really interesting discussion. So thanks to Nina for that question. So we move on now to something which I normally put at the start of the episode, or near the start of the episode, but I forgot. And so... Sacre bleu. <laughs> and so we're going to do it right in the middle, because why not? It's the Sandwiches of the Week. Uh, so you both have Sandwiches of the Week, I understand. We do. Uh, which one of you wants to go first? Indeed. Oh, okay, I'll start. So my Sandwich of the Week is a sandwich that I only tried for the first time this week. Oh, um, so it really is it of really the week. It really is of this week. Um, so on Tuesday, went into the lunch hall, didn't like the look of the soup on offer. Um, so I, I had a look at the sandwich rack, and they had a limited edition sandwich that is available for a limited time only. Limited edition. God knows what that time Maybe is. Maybe that's I don't only this know. week. It might be only this week, so I thought I'd better get it in while I've got the chance. It's chicken and pesto, and I've always been a huge fan of the chicken that's, and pesto combination. That sounds like a great combination. It's a great sandwich. They haven't got too much butter in it, which I think it can be a problem. But the and the pesto is is very nice. It tastes quite fresh, actually. It's it's a, a truly good, was it, delicious sandwich. Was it only chicken and pesto? No, it had lettuce and tomato in as well. And good, I'm always good, cautious good. with tomato in a sandwich. But Ginsters, the people who make the sandwiches for our college, are actually amazing at, at keeping the tomato dry so it doesn't actually... Wow. I, I've always mean, been meaning to ask But when you bite into that. it, is it still juicy? It's juicy enough, yeah. Juicy enough. Yeah. Satisfactory. Mm. That sounds like a really great sandwich. And it, I mean, if they're still on offer, uh, next time I go to the lunch hall, I might consider but getting I've one. I've already had three this week, so wow. they might so, have run out. So you've um... never had it before, and now you're all, all in I'm it. a convert, yeah. yeah. Do you think that Ginsters should make haggis sandwiches? Absolutely. You should definitely consider them. Nice. Yes, <laughs> I, 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 I too agree. Uh, so what's your sandwich? So my sandwich of the week is peanut butter and jam. Oh, that's such a classic. Such a because classic. It, it completely brings me back to my childhood where you had the old peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Peanut butter <laughs> and jelly, yeah. That's, yeah, the, the original. And, um, and, I had quite, and I had a bit of an essay crisis this week and I thought, you know what, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to make myself the sweet, sweetness of the jam with the sort of slightly saltiness of the peanut yeah, butter that's... the combination of it and the texture in your mouth you don't just it's not just mush it, you get the crunch from the nuts it's got to mm. be chunky peanut butter yeah. Ooh, oh crunchy chunky. versus smooth. smooth is a big yeah. Yeah. no it's got to be it's got to be that's chunky exactly. in fact be we can't have a debate because we all got chunky as well. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think um, <laughs> you know I'm not a huge fan of putting loads of peanut butter in things mm. but I have to agree that peanut butter is symbolic of a culture of reuniting sweet and savoury mm, yeah. in the foods that you make. 
sometimes that can go badly. Sometimes it can go really well. Peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Mm. I think that's a, an absolute proven success story. Mm. And I'd be abs- I'd be sort of fascinated to know where that started and who thought of it. Because yeah. It's not, they're not two things you'd think to put together. But You know, when I was younger, I, I used to always prefer peanut butter and honey. Mm, I don't know if you guys have ever had it. No, I haven't. Because you get... It's... I don't know. I, I think it's nicer. I think they go together more like more nicely. Mm. Um, Another one is yeah. peanut butter and banana. Yes, yeah, that's that's, we had uh, peanut butter, banana, and Nutella was a, a sandwich Ooh. of the week. Ooh, nice. Yeah, J- jelly or jam? Jam. Jam. Yeah. Jam. I, I would also say adding to the peanut butter combinations. I've had peanut butter and marmite, which sounds ridiculous. But it, it really The listeners works. can't see the face that I'm making, but my goodness. No, I, I promise you, it was my godfather who introduced me to it. I laughed, I mocked him, <laughs> but it was really nice. Maybe. And another, I'm just about to blow your mind again. Another oh, no. ridiculous oh, no. um, peanut butter sandwich combination is tomato. Peanut butter and tomato, which sounds ludicrous. So, and I, I said, I swore it off. I said, no, I'm never going to try it. One of my friends, Lisa, made me try it. It's a sensation. So when I said we we're going to be eating haggis sandwiches today. You, you you gave me a sort of impression that this was a little bit out there for you. It is, yeah. But, but, I... but now I hear that you are a person who eats <laughs> peanut butter I... and tomato sandwiches. I have. I, do, I don't do it regularly. Of course I have to try I've it. I've only done it once, you but know, it, was, it was nice. I'm actually more interested in the peanut butter and Marmite, but yeah. I'm, I, I think they probably both are quite good. Mm. As I've said, peanut butter is... Uh, because actually, so actually, interestingly, yeah. tomato has the same chemical flavour as strawberry. So you can see, oh. if it works with strawberry jam, it makes sense that it works with tomato, yeah, So I suppose tomato is technically a fruit, so you still yeah. kind of so, get that sweet, yeah. savoury. So my question for you then is, why do none of us have strawberry ketchup? Because ketchup's disgusting and I wouldn't eat it anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Do you think that tomatoes need to be liberated from the savoury side of the menu? No. I think I think actually strawberries need to be liberated from the sweet side of the menu. Strawberries in salads, ah. strawberries with black pepper. Perfect. Well, I think if you wouldn't put it in a fruit salad, it's not a fruit, and you wouldn't. That's your yeah. That's your. No, I I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. <laughs> Are there fruits that you wouldn't put in a fruit salad? Cucumber. So well, that's not a fruit in my opinion. Yeah, it's kind of. Like, it's, it's a fruit, technically, no, it's like, but it's not an everyday well, fruit. When we're talking about ingredients, we have to know the scope in which we're talking. Mm. And if you're in the kitchen, tomato basically isn't a fruit, but it is a fruit. So if you're in the science lab, it's a fruit. If you're in the kitchen, yeah, no. yeah, I think I think that's a yeah, yeah. So those were some pretty good sandwiches of the week. Oh, now we have to. Normally, what we do is we name. The episode after one of the sandwiches of the week. Oh. So I, I don't know which one to choose here. Does it have to be one of the sandwiches of the week? Well, usually it is. Like I, I could call it haggis sandwich, but um, maybe I'll go peanut butter and tomato. <laughs> That's what I was going to suggest. Yeah. That would be quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Peanut butter and tomato. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to whatever the next section is. So the next section is a game that we like to play quite often on Sandwich Talk, Desert Island Sandwiches. 
Um, I, yeah, I wonder if maybe we should get some more variety into the sandwich talk games because it's normally desert island sandwiches every time. I've been excited about this variety. But, but you got yeah, I wasn't going to do it initially, but you guys, we you we guys insisted. really wanted to. We persuaded you. To, yeah. <laughs> so the rules of desert island sandwiches are: you're on a desert island. You're going to be on that desert island for an unforeseeably long time, and you are given three sandwiches. Well, it could be three sandwiches a day. There are three sandwiches you get to eat for the rest of your life. Uh, and you're free to divide those up however you want. You could do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I've had a uh, brunch, dinner, and an extra snack one. That's quite a popular combination. Or you can just go for three random sandwiches that you like. Uh, so are you guys, are you doing this together? Or do you each have your own? We each have our own. We've okay. got slightly, quite contrasting views, actually. I'll let both of you folks speak. Okay, so my first one is a ham and cheese toasty. That's a classic. Um, which is an absolute classic. I would tend to use cheddar or mozzarella. Ooh. Um, or even both. I don't know if that's a really heinous thing to say. Well, I, but... have, I have cheddar and mozzarella on pizza when I make pizza. Well, exactly. And that works very well. Um, and the ham can really be any kind of ham. I do obviously like the sort of posh parma ham, but sometimes you just mm. want some nice British classic ham. Yeah. Um, and I would do it on brown bread. Um, and I actually fry my cheese toasties, so I do you put butter, butter on? the outside. Butter the I outside. butter both sides of the bread. Do you toast them and then fry them, no, or do I you just, just fry? No, I chuck them straight into a pan. Yeah. Nice that's, hot pan. I think that's the traditional method. Two minutes each side, possibly more, depending on the heat of the pan or the rubbishness yeah. of the cookers provided by the university. Um, and then it's just a taste sensation. It's so is this, this going to be a sort of lunch sandwich? Um, Are you dividing lunch up? Lunch slash brunch. Okay, lunch slash brunch. Yeah, although I have, I mean, the brilliant thing about this sandwich is that it's appropriate for any time of day. That's true. I would eat one of these at the middle of the night. I don't think I've ever not been in the mood for a ham and cheese toasty. Yeah. And so what's your next sandwich? Uh, the second one is slightly more refined. It's a chicken, avocado and pesto on um, olive sourdough. Ah. So I have a, a great love of olives. I, know, I couldn't live I know, on a desert island with no olive content. You know? I, I know at least one person who may listen to this who will be very happy to hear the word sourdough in Desert Island sandwiches. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so I so you've got elements of your sandwich of the week. Yeah. And then you've got the avocado. Now... Well, as we discussed earlier, yes. it's a superfood. Yeah, I'm going to so, be living on a desert island. I do not want to suffer from malnutrition. Yeah, so you told me earlier that a de on, on desert island sandwiches, you could survive if you just had an avocado sandwich with avocado instead of bread mm. for all of your three sandwiches. Yeah. Although I'd like to note that desert island sandwiches is not really concerned with nutrition. It's about... It's, yeah, no, yeah. no, indeed. But I, I think avocado is one of my favourite foods as well. Yes, so, yeah. And I've always got chicken and avocado. Chicken, avocado and pesto. That's a very good one. Thank that's you. a good one. Thanks. And um, finally, pastrami and emmental on rye bread. It's got to be mm, rye bread mm, um, mm, with the pastrami and emmental mm. and like proper kind of thick slices of, yes. or kind of five slices of pastrami and a good hunk of emmental, you know. Okay. As I said, I like my sandwiches with a no, little filling. No super thin no, ham for you. None of that rubbish. <laughs> so I notice you've gone for three savoury sandwiches. I have, yeah. Are, you, are you going to be eating these at random points during the day? I, I figure, yeah, pretty much randomly. I would say that the 
The chicken and avocado one is more of a lunchtime thing for me. I prefer something yeah. warmer in the evening because I'm used to having a hot meal. Yeah, in warm the in the evening, evening. So and lunchtime you want something cooler and a bit lighter. Exactly. Yeah. I see. Um, but the pastrami and emmental can be eaten at any time. Of the do day. you do do you worry? Are you concerned at all that you might miss sweet foods? Slightly, but um, I'm. I mean, Desert Island is probably likely to have at least coconuts or something like that. Oh, and so you're so you're thinking beyond the game. You're thinking I of mean, using... I mean, the game is we're on a desert island, no? Yeah, I, mean... I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. wow. Okay, so okay. I think sweetness is something I can get from my surroundings. And also, I'm much more of a savoury person yeah. than a sweet person yeah. in any case. Now, a question that was posed to me earlier today was, if you're on a desert island with a sandwich... Now, this is different from desert island sandwiches, where you get sandwiches delivered every day. Mm. Okay. If you're on a desert island with one sandwich, mm. how do you eat it? If this is your only food, do you eat it slowly, bit by bit? Or do you just go all out, eat the whole thing, and then be like, I'm going to stop? I think you should eat it in one go. I think eat it all in one go? It's going to go off. It's going to get disgusting. And That's also, a if good you eat point. it in one it's go, go, you've off. got the energy to go and hunt fish from the sea. True. You've got the if energy to fish. climb it's, coconut trees. You've got as well, yeah. which you might as well make the most of. Yeah. Otherwise, the sandwich is going to be staring you in the face, and you'll yeah. never enjoy it as much. I suppose. I think, yeah, that was my answer. Or mm. maybe if... If there was the chance of you being rescued, you might eat it bit by bit for a while. True. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. So, Alice, Desert so, Island sandwiches? Yeah, so my sandwiches are... You guys You guys are on neighbouring desert islands. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not the same one. Okay, no sandwich sharing. No sharing. <laughs> yes. Um, I think mine are possibly a bit controversial, because I oh. had the discussion earlier about, is a sandwich a sandwich if it doesn't have bread? Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. And so that... you've got you've got something which doesn't have bread in it. Well, none of mine are technically <laughs> Is red, it avocado? So would, see, my first one is an avocado. Oh, meal. oh, go on, okay. <laughs> um, the avocado returns, because I just... So it's a bagel with avocado toasted, inside. Yeah, okay. a toasted bagel, brown bagel, toasted. Mm, bagels. Um, slice up half an avocado and put it inside, and just yeah. that. And that will. It's filling. It's yummy. It's got it's all the warm. nutrition you need. It's, yeah, I mean, it could sustain me. Would for you a put lifetime. any salt, pepper, chili flakes, anything no, like that? Just no, avocado. Just avocado. Yeah. Just uh, avocado. So, yeah. Is, is there any particular type of bagel you'd have? Because there is actually quite a lot of variety in the world of bagels. So the the only bagels I've ever had are the New York bagels. Okay, so like st- standard, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think they taste really nicely. They get they get a bit gooey. You um, you can get some really nice bagels out there. You can get um, I've had like onion bagels, poppy seed bagels, oh, chili yeah. bagels, all oh, kinds I, of things. I think I need to. G&D's. Diversify. Yeah, exactly. And shout out. Brooklyn in London does multicolored bagels. Don't know if you've seen them. Oh, rainbow yeah. bagels. Rainbow bagels. Yeah. They started in New York, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my first one. Really yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second one is a hummus pitta. Oh, just that's... just plain, like, that's... standard hummus. Not, not, a, no, not nothing else? Not a special type of hummus. Just... Do you, are you putting anything in there, like salad or anything? Yeah, I put lettuce. And... Would you okay. add, because I know you're a huge fan of falafel yeah do you consider adding falafel or is it just mm. hummus? just hummus yeah i do love falafel but i love it separately from hummus i love mm. the two but not yeah. together there's actually like chickpeas yeah, chick- got yeah. they're both chickpeas yeah. i don't want chickpeas. there's actually a really really nice um place in manhattan which is divided into it's one room divided into three shops one of them is vegan burger mm-hmm. one of them is a smoothie place and the other one is a place that's just called hummus and pitta oh <laughs> and they will give you Really good pitta, really good hummus, anything you want with it. That sounds like my heaven. <laughs> I need to make a trip there. It's great. Oh my goodness. It's really great. Oh, I love hummus. I think there's it's more than one, actually. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And see, I think things 
bagels and pitas, I would argue, are a form of bread. So oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think yeah. those could count as sandwiches. Yeah, pita, I mean, it's flatbread, right? Yeah, exactly. This is, I think, I think people who discredit flatbread as a type of sandwich, the fact is, it, in the history of the sandwich, I think that the things we call sandwiches, more than, probably more than half of them would have been with flatbread. Yeah, precisely, yeah. Um, like, the, the original also, sandwiches. So it's kind of sticking only to Western ideas of sandwiches, whereas actually the fact that we have actually yeah. kind of appropriated almost sandwiches from all over the world, I think we yeah. can invite them into our own tradition. Yeah, and um, returning listeners will know that one of the reasons I like to talk about sandwiches is the fact that sandwiches can, are a part of all kinds of cultures, yeah, all kinds of levels, all classes Universal. within cultures. Mm. Um, and and it's it's across all cultures without like erasing or, or covering up the culture. It, it has its, like each place has its own type of sandwich. Yeah. Mm. That's a really good point to raise. So what's your final sandwich? Uh, my final sandwich is a cookie and ice cream sandwich because yeah. ice cream in the middle, two cookies. So yeah, yeah, this isn't, Cookies and ice cream is the filling of a bread sandwich. No, no, exactly. No, 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 no. no we need to clarify this that. Is this is an ice cream sandwich made in the bread. traditional way <laughs> with... What flavour ice cream? Vanilla. I was about to ask that. Vanilla ice cream <laughs> and a chocolate chip cookie. Choc- just chocolate chip? Yeah. Truffly, uh-huh. gooey I mean, in the middle. I suppose it would be interesting to have like two different cookies, but I think I don't want to venture out too far and okay. stick to what yeah. I know and what I like. You want comfort when yeah, you're exactly. alone on the desert island, And I mean, you? my first two sandwiches I think are quite savoury. Relatively healthy. Lunch, dinner. Lunch, dinner. Brunch. Yeah. And then this is my snack sandwich for when I realise I'm alone on a desert island. Yeah. And also, I mean, on a desert island, it's quite hot. This is true. Well, we don't know what kind of a desert this is. This could be Antarctica. <laughs> oh my god. I was <laughs> not considering that. Uh, I, I think it's generally it's generally thought to be a hot desert island. Mm-hmm. But maybe... That's maybe. what I was envisaging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, is having ice cream sandwich? sandwich? <laughs> you know what? I think it's a sandwich, just because people call it a sandwich so so damn often. But people don't... Yeah, that's interesting. But you wouldn't make an ice cream sandwich with bread. So when people say an ice cream sandwich, the assumption is you know it's... Yeah, I don't... Okay. Yeah, I don't normally accept sandwiches that aren't, like, bread. Mm. bread. Uh, Particularly with pastry, I... Are you being biased because of the great taste of said sandwich? Well, I feel like... I feel like sandwiches that don't use bread often have... Like, they have their own realm of food to be in. Yeah. Like, pastries, that's that's pastry with a filling. That's not a And sandwich. sandwiches is bread with a filling. Yeah. And the reason why I wouldn't call a pastry a sandwich is because pastries have so much variety mm. on their own that it would be, they frankly... They their own category. Yeah, frankly, it would be rude to put them under the category of sandwich. Mm. I think also we need to consider the fact that cookie and ice cream sandwiches are a modern invention there's something that's come about yes. after sandwich has been identified as a thing in itself yes um so they've been created so it's, to be a sandwich. it's not something that we yeah. slap yeah. the sandwich name onto no exactly i think yes. to call a pastry a sandwich is completely wrong because pastries have existed for as long as sandwiches have. that's such a good mm-hmm. point um mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i at, at the risk of being a hypocrite i will say that an ice cream sandwich is in my opinion a sandwich you those... can barely get those words out, <laughs> the shame of overcoming you. Uh, um, yeah, that's Desert Island Sandwiches then. That was great um, fun. That was, yeah, it's such a Love good game. game. I want to find other games to do on Sandwich Talk, mm. but everyone wants to do Desert Island Sandwiches. Sorry. No, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> India, Alice, 
Are pancakes bread? Well, I've heard you argue that lasagna counts as a sandwich in the past. <laughs> so, by that logic, <laughs> of you cannot you're bring deny this that pancakes are a form of bread. How, do, how, does that make, how does that mean that I can't deny so pancakes is bre- are a form of bre- bread? Is bread cooked in a tandoor? That's still bread, isn't it? And that's almost fried. Hang on, hang on. Uh, but it's... Pancakes are, are legitimately, they're full-on fried. You cook them in they're a frying pan. I don't think it's the process. You cook I them think in butter. I think it's the fact that pancakes, when they're made, are aerated and have quite a similar consistency to bread. You cannot but argue that of lasagna. Something doesn't ju- doesn't really matter just because something is aerated doesn't mean it's bread. Right? That's I think it has bread more like. bread-like characteristics than other things which you have argued in the past <sighs> count as the bread of a sandwich. Mm. So I think... It's well, a dangerous thing. But don't you think that, that lasagna is really... Like, lasagna is... It's not, like, foamy, like... Not, well, not foam. It's not aerated like a sandwich is, but it, not, all, not all bread is aerated, like flatbreads, like tortillas. You know, they're not aerated. They're very similar could, to lasagna. You could call a, pan, a sandwich where, where the bread is substituted for pancakes a pancake sandwich because everyone would know you're not putting pancakes between two pieces of bread Whoa, well whereas, you could you could no, put that you could put pancakes carb between... and no one would do that hey but carbs on carbs like is a way of life but okay well okay <laughs> that's, crime. Stupid. that's stupid because it would be very difficult to make but i think i don't know i think Besides, there is a you can... crackers are crackers do they count as bread no, no. they're biscuits but they're baked aren't they yeah, but they're yes. not bread. They're yeah, well, there's all kinds of things which are baked. No, 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 no. no. I'm not yeah. saying that anything that's baked is bread. There's all kinds really of things which are baked that aren't bread. Take it down a notch. <laughs> pastries are baked. They're not bread. Pies are baked. They're not bread. bread. Lasagna. Well, it's it, because I like calling lasagna <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> I think you you need to address the inconsistencies in your sandwich naming you know what i think we need to do i think we need to call a sandwich hotline i think we do i think, I think that's, that's what we need to do right now okay so um i my phone lost the ginster's number but we managed to find it again on the british sandwich association website <laughs> congratulations on finding that <laughs> well done alice yeah uh so what things are we going to talk to ginster's about well, I'd like to congratulate them first I think on we, their amazing. We have to talk about the limited edition pesto yeah. sandwich. Yeah. And also, as sandwich experts, I think we should pose the pancake question to them. Pancakes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I think so. Uh, so, let's get ready to call and hope they pick up. They don't always pick up. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, <laughs> guys. Here we go. This is my favourite part. I'm nervous. Thank you for calling Ginsters. The offices are now closed. Please call Whoa. back during our Oh, no. Oh. That's such a shame. I'm gutted. Although, yeah, most episodes do end that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You can email them, maybe. I think they should definitely know. Their sandwich has gone down well. They yeah. ought to know. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'll request it to be full time. Yeah, I hope. Edition. I don't want it to be limited edition. I, I want to have the sandwich. You need to try it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it tomorrow. Uh, tonight. Tonight yeah. for dinner. Uh, well, maybe not. As a side it's dish. Tonight. As a yeah, side. It's, ro- it's roast. You can't not. Yeah. Well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's been a really great Burns Night special. <laughs> almost, almost forgot that that's what it was, <laughs> yeah. given that I'm it's like not Burns Night. Special. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
That was a really good episode. Uh, thank, thank, thanks to all of you listeners for listening. I don't know how many of you there there are. Uh, thanks, you guys, for being guests. Thank it's been really great. Thank you so much for having so me. Uh, we'll it's have to have you, we'll have to have you, both of you back at some point in the future. I'd be honoured. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and have a wonderful sandwich. <laughs>